Hey, Shelly, do you remember the days of being in corporate talent acquisition? Oh, absolutely. Every time the phone rang, it was another staffing agency claiming to be innovative and different. I used to wonder when someone would truly elevate the industry. Well, hold on to your hat here because that's exactly what Van Hack has done. Shelly, picture this a closed community of pre verified tech talent ready to relocate to Canada with all the paperwork taken care of. Sounds too good to be true? Well, not anymore. Van Hack has made it a reality. They have built the community of skilled software developers eager to make the move, and they handle the entire immigration process. And that's not all. They're taking it up a notch. Companies with offshore development teams, listen up. Van Hack's introducing the Canadian Engineering Office. Move your entire dev team to Canada, and Van Hack handles all the nitty-gritty details of immigration and relocation. So can you imagine, Serge? The applause from your CIO if you were to walk into his office and bring this solution to the table. Shelly, every time I walk into an office, I get applause. But that's not all. (laughs) The best part is they've got certified immigration consultants on board who've done this countless times. They understand that every family situation is unique. Revolutionize the way you recruit, relocate, and retain talent because when it comes to innovation in the talent acquisition world, Van Hack is leading the charge. Get ready to be the hero of your company. Check out vanhack.com today. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex recording at the Plum Boot at HR Tech. I have the honor of introducing our next guest, someone we've really been looking forward to meeting, President and Chief Product Officer of Paradox.ai, Adam Godson. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. It's great to be with you. Thank you. We were just talking before we came in as far as uh, we haven't had a lot of chief product officers on the show. And the insights that we've had in the last couple of days from chief product officers is like, we should have done this three years ago. Jeez. They've been really interesting. I hope to live up to the billing. (laughs) Well, (laughs) pressure's on, Adam. So, Adam, let's start with a little bit about you for our audience. Tell us how you got into the HR tech space. Fantastic. So, I'm a bit non-traditional in the chief product okay. officer space and in that I started my career as a recruiter and as a talent acquisition professional. Really? And so I started with recruiting and manufacturing, that volume recruitment. I've always been the tech nerd and so I've gotten into the technology side of it that way as well. And I spent nine years in recruitment process outsourcing, TTO of CLO and uh, that was just this hyper learning for me where I got mm-hmm. to have a hundred jobs at the same time. We used 26 applicant tracking systems and 50 other point solutions. So I got to see all the tools, how they were built, what problems they solved. And it became this just hyper learning for me. And then I've been at uh, Paradox as chief product officer and now president for the last uh, almost four years. Okay. So Paradox has been the darling of the HR tech space for the last couple of years. Even recently, you were named to the 5,000 list. It's probably you get a lot of these awards. What I was really curious is showing that you're growing 720% since 2020. That's incredible growth in this space, especially the size you're at. Give the audience that's never heard of Paradox a little bit of background, what it is, where it sits in the tech stack. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Paradox does conversational AI for talent. And so we are using natural language to talk to candidates. And the Paradox in which, for which we're named is actually that you use software to spend more time with people and not software. So we automate processes. We call the BS, the boring stuff, like scheduling interviews, <laughs> screening candidates, and things that, that are taking up recruiters' valuable time. And we automate that so that people can spend more time with doing what we actually got into this business to do, which is talk to people. So where does it fit within the tech stack? Yeah, so Paradox fits in a variety of places depending on use cases. So we work with lots of volume recruitment companies. So McDonald's, FedEx, Aramark, those are the type of clients that that often use us looking to hire fast and in and, and lots of locations. We also do work in the professional realm with clients like Nestle and Pfizer and Disney, focusing on things like automating complex interview scheduling. So scheduling that eight-part interview over two days with room booking and Zoom and panels and that whole calendar Tetris. We do that on, often on top of systems like Workday, SAP, and other applicant tracking systems. I'm wondering if you'd be open to this. Can you tell us the McDonald's story? What is it that you do in the McDonald's hiring process? Because certainly from a recruiter's perspective, it's mind-boggling how many people they hire and just how big McDonald's is. Can you tell us a bit about how they use Paradox? I, I, I would love to. McDonald's is an incredibly important client, one of the most yeah. recognizable brands in, in the yeah. world. And so Paradox actually created a system for them, McHire, which they use in North America, Canada, UK, and other parts of the world where we manage the entire process. When you and I were kids, we, you might walk into a McDonald's and ask for a paper application. Now they point at the wall and say, text Olivia. And Olivia is our default assistant. Every yeah. client can choose a different persona. And they text or WhatsApp with Olivia and they can apply to a role, schedule an interview in about three minutes. And so the, the headline there as well is when we implemented with them, we took their time to hire from 14 days to three in North America. To three days. Three days. To three days. So I know you, you tossed this in really quickly, but I did catch it because you can actually rename Olivia. You can, absolutely. So like, about a, a little more than half our clients do. Um, okay. They oftentimes choose a important figure in the company's history, or sometimes it's a object to... Lockheed Martin has a rocket, the type of persona. So it's a great way to build that that connection with the company and be able to have that persona. And also we manage to tone as well. Mm -hmm. If you are a hospital, you probably want a more serious tone. If you are a more fun brand, you can have a tone that's a little looser. And mm -hmm. to be able to have that persona really reflect the brand that you want to reflect. Mm -hmm. How does the data get into the applicant tracking system? So for McDonald's and some of our volume clients, we... I'll take a step back. McDonald's at one point was looking for how can Paradox sit on top of an applicant tracking system? Mm. Yeah. And there was a point where for that use case, they thought, maybe I don't even need that thing. And, and so essentially Paradox McHire system is serving as that function, as the primary system for McDonald's in North America and oh, okay. the UK. Wow. So at these shows, there's always a lot of talk. There's a buzz every year, a particular topic. Last year, diversity, equity, inclusion was probably the most talked about this year, AI, right? And I think with generative AI really making inroads starting in November last year, I think yeah. and just ChatGPT has really taken over the space. So AI is being talked in many different ways. But it's confusing for practitioners. What's your advice, as Paradox was one of the first AI players in sure. this space, what's your advice for practitioners that are going around and trying to look at technology and 
there's so much noise around AI. How do they differentiate what's real and what's going to help them? You're right. The paradox was really early to this. And yeah. in 2016, when we started, people said, conversational AI, they looked at yeah. us like we're a little crazy. We're like, this is the future of all software. You will talk to your software. You will be invisible. You will chat. And that's how everything will be. And now people are looking at us like, actually, I can see it now. Um, yeah. I guess my advice actually is, in some ways, to ignore it. Is, okay. is to, I think people need to shop and understand how to get work done. And then if they can get work done with AI, that's fantastic. If they get work done without AI, that's fantastic too. And, and it's, I think there are sometimes buyers that are looking for AI's sake and thinking that it has a specific ROI that, will, that they'll have by just the nature of being AI. For us, it is very much outcomes focused. If if AI is a way to get work done and a way to accomplish something, heck yeah, do it. If AI is not getting work done for you, it's a waste of time and don't do it. And so I think just that laser focus on business problems and outcomes is the way to make that happen. It's basically what's the problem and how do you fix it, right? It's, and, and when you, sometimes if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And so trying to force AI into a solution that that's where it doesn't belong can be a trap for folks. And so I think really just focusing on what is the problem I'm trying to solve and then evaluating whether a certain type of AI or a certain other piece of software could help accomplish that goal. So for Paradox, what's the biggest problem you're trying to solve right now? There are lots of challenges to solve. The world changes fast. I think being able to solve and automate different things for different types of roles is something we've been strong at. And we've solved a lot for speed. It's my you know, McDonald's from 14 days to three days. We've got clients that are hiring going from hello to conditional offer in less than seven minutes and be able to do a background check, pre-background check through an API call, get a conditional offer. And that very first time they have a conversation via text message. We have a visual assessment as well that is working on our quality angle. Okay. So being able to help with qualifying candidates to be sure we're getting not only enough talent and talent in the door really quickly, but also high quality talent and being sure that they match, that they stay. And then we're starting to work on some things that are post-hire as well. So some of that engagement in the first 90 days where especially that restaurant and retail and service work load, that's a critical time to, to get people through being able to say, good luck on your first day and how was your first week? and answer questions like, how do I get a new uniform? And what are the benefits like? And being able to take that a little further downstream is uh, another strategy for us that's this year. Mm -hmm. So what I didn't hear was anything about the top of funnel. Did I miss something there? Or no. are you primarily with clients who have the, their brand is so powerful, like a McDonald's, where that's really where you think of first, right? Like they have such a good brand reputation, so are you doing anything at the top of the funnel, like to attract? Yeah, it's interesting. We do a lot of attraction work in like physical signage and physical space. So using QR codes, text codes, mm -hmm. we find that people that hire their clients, if you start with a something in a store or a location, that person's three times more likely to get hired than someone that applies on a job board. And so being able to help people empower that. And the second thing that matters a lot, there's actually the conversion funnel. Mm -hmm. So most applicant tracking systems have pretty terrible conversion. And so we often see a three or 400% increase in, in applications that make it to the bottom of the funnel just by doing things as simple as not creating a username and password. So thank you. when you click on apply, you get this screen with a big box and then a tiny type in blue in the bottom corner says create an account. And you think about a 16-year-old kid applying to work at a fast food job, they're like, 
what's an account? Why do I need an account? What is this account for? And they may not even have an email address. And so being able to take that friction out, the reality is many clients actually have enough visitors. They're just losing them in the funnel in the process. So focusing on conversion helps us get people to the bottom of that funnel without Mm -hmm. spending more on advertising. Mm You'd also talked at the beginning here a little bit about clients that are using you for more than just high volume type of roles. Can you talk a little bit about maybe where that product is going and how that helps for maybe, say, white collar? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and that's oftentimes for us going to be on top of another system of record. Uh, Workday is a great partner. SAP Success Factor is also a great partner. It's taking those systems and giving them some automation. One of our most common places to do that is interview scheduling. And if you look oh, yeah. at the pain in organizations, especially those hard, complex interviews, people spend money on sourcing and labor on interview scheduling. And no one is self-actualized by that process. And so we see clients that have 20, 40, 60 people are, who are full-time interview scheduling coordinators and we can help them reduce that, that, that spend, but also have a higher satisfaction and faster results with that. And some of that is medium. So things like yeah. our average time to schedule an interview with SMS is 90 seconds. And with email, it's 30 hours. And with a human doing it, it's three days. And so being able to just take that out of the process altogether. Another thing that we do then is also then answer all those questions that candidates have that are going unanswered. You can't go to a career site today and find a phone number. No one will answer it. And so people want to know things like, what do I wear to the interview? And who am I going to meet with? And what's the culture like? And so being able to have solid conversational answers to those questions to build that brand and give that service that happens in the interview process and and throughout the process as well meets an, an unmet need that companies aren't meeting today. I'm sure you get a lot of feedback from your sales team, from your account management team, from clients. Like, how do you take that feedback in building a new feature, new innovation? How how does that work? How is your process? Strategically, Paradox is incredibly client-focused. Mm. And our client feedback is the number one thing that we care about in, in every step. So I, the majority of our platform has been built talking to clients and understanding their problems. We have, I would guess, 50 people on our team that ha- have gone physically into a McDonald's restaurant and spent a day watching everything that happens. And so we are very close to those clients to understanding those use cases. And, and then we build from there. And usually it means finding the use case, digging through to get the signal from the noise. What is the root cause? Yeah. We ask why an annoying number of times. And then we make those features a little bit bigger so they can serve all of our clients. And then we build. And so having that client relationship for us is absolutely the the cornerstone of how we think about product and how we build. Jumping to a little bit of how recruiters are feeling right now. A lot of what you mentioned, you just interview scheduling, all of these things are hopefully going away from recruiters so they can focus on what's really important is the relationships with the hiring managers and the candidates. What's your take overall? Should recruiters be worried about their job? So we come to conflate recruiting work and this sort of transactional work that recruiters have had to do because our system sucked. Thank you. And all the clicking and the interview scheduling, all the things that isn't talking to people, the answer is right there on the word, actually. What do recruiters do in the future? They recruit. Yeah. They convince people to join. And Olivia and our persona won't do that. It's not real, so you can't join. That person doesn't exist. But that's what a 
great recruiter does. My my hypothesis is that people that love recruiting are going to love the future of recruiting because it's about engagement and talking to people and the things that we all got in to do, this like insatiable curiosity that recruiters have to learn about people, like that's what the future is. And we're going to automate the boring stuff. We really are. And then that's going to go away. And so I think when people talk about jobs, like we're conflating some of those things that we now have understood as like, this is recruiting work. I'm mortified if I walk into a recruiting team and it's silent. People are just clicking. Yes. And that's, mm-hmm. that is not what recruiting needs to be. It is talking to people. Mm. And that's the future. Can I, I just want to come back to one, one more thing, if I could, before we wrap up. And that is the candidate experience. Mm. I love, as a chief product officer, you must listen to your customers. That's how you grow business. The, the recruiter experience. Love what you had to say. I agree. Most of what recruiters are doing is recruitment administration. They're not actually recruiting. So I love that. But talk about the candidate experience. And I'm not talking about the one who got the interview because we all know that they're, they will be, as humans, we're maybe conditioned to guess what you want us to That's say. Right. What's the feedback like for applicants or the candidate experience when they first see Olivia? Yeah. Oftentimes you're a little freaked out because yeah. you're not used to the speed. Is is they think my interview is tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and oh, that that was easy. Uh, that's the feedback we get a lot, and and we measure a lot of things about candidate experience, both implicitly and explicitly. We ask people, how was it? Thumbs up, thumbs down via text, and we also see like times where we might have gotten confusion or things that people say that might be negative. And so understanding what's actually happening in conversations in in, in the aggregate, but mostly we see that reducing friction leads to happy processes for candidates. No candidate is self-actualized through a interview scheduling process. Mm. They want it to be fast and they want it to be right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they want to do it on the device that they have, which is oftentimes SMS or WhatsApp. And so yeah. if we can make that fast and right, then we can also measure like, how was it? And 98% of the time people say it was great. Um, and, and so being able to focus on that, we actually believe that we can solve like that conversational AI is a transformative technology that breaks the tension that there used to be between automation and experience. We used to think, ah, if I automate things, it'll be a bad experience. If I do things more manually, then it's a better experience. And that's just not true with new technology. We actually get better results that are faster and less expensive by using the, using new tech. Thank you. A lot of great insights from this interview. Adam, thank you so much for coming on. If anyone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Yeah, LinkedIn is is great. I, I I personally love the great conversation. So reach out. Happy to, to to chat anytime about paradox automation or anything else. So appreciate it. And I'm assuming paradox.ai. Paradox.ai is the way. And Perfect. Um, yeah, I appreciate any visits there as well. Pleasure to meet you, Adam. Thank you for coming. Yeah, on. likewise. Thanks so much. This is a ton of fun. Yes. Thank you. Au revoir. Shelly, let's face it, texting candidates is the easiest way to hire quicker today. But your cell phone doesn't connect to your ATS. You're sharing your personal number with strangers. That's pretty scary, right, Shelly? And Mm. it's not even legally compliant. Mm, This is where our friends at Rectex come in. They've created simple yet powerful text recruiting software that works with your ATS. Plus, it's designed by recruiters for recruiters, so you know it works. To learn more and book a demo, visit 
txt.com. Mention the Recruitment Flex and get 10% off annual plans. Welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change Podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.